Hello, we are live and welcome to the hashtag Stop Living on Pause podcast, the podcast where we look to educate, empower, and entertain small business owners, entrepreneurs, and more specifically, real estate agents. This is the final of our four-part series where we are talking about referral relationships, and today we're going to be talking about business-to-business partnerships and what it takes really to build a business to business partnership not just business to business marketing or business to business networking but how it is that you strategically find the best business to partner with and really start tapping into their pipeline of referrals my name is jason wells esq i am a licensed attorney realtor entrepreneur and business developer and i am joined here by the one and only Mr. Chris Niederhauser, ESQ. Say hello to the folks. Hello, folks. You ready for this? This should be a good one. This should be a real good one today. It's I'm one excited. that I'm passionate about. I like it a lot. I think this is one place where agents can really pick up some, some momentum going forward and get out of their, their own heads where they're thinking about cold calling and all that stuff that they don't want to do. Completely agree. Now, you can connect with Chris and I beyond the podcast here. We can be found on any social media network. You can find me at Jason Wells ESQ. That's Jason Wells ESQ, any social media network. And you can find me on the, well, the same way, C-H-R-N-I-E Law. And we today are sponsored by the Press Play Realty Network, whose agents rank at the top 1% of all teams nationally. And there's only the 12th team in the country to have five or more locations spread out across the Western United States. We are Phoenix, Tucson, Salt Lake, Sacramento, and two in the Seattle area to help you out. So I wanted to talk a little bit about something I saw this week. You know, uh, about a year ago, South North Carolina. Korea? Oh, no, no. Bombs, Afghanistan? I'll do best to keep the politics out of it. <laughs> but the California Bureau of Real Estate um, and a lot of other states have, have been kind of following suit from what we saw South Carolina do about a year ago when they came down and they said, no more use of real estate or realty in a team's name or even in your individual branding. That was only that became like wording only allowed for the brokerage to be allowed because we don't want to confuse the public. Well, in their infinite wisdom, the states continue to try to help protect the public. And just recently, the California Bureau of Real Estate decided that they were going to start coming down on those that they believe to be pretending to be brokers. I don't know anybody out there who's a licensed agent who's pretending to be a broker or who would want to pretend to be a broker. But, you know, they've, they've decided that if they see that you are calling yourself, one, an independent real estate professional, or if you are ending your team name or you're advertising in real estate, then they are going to bring down three things on you. They're either going to suspend your license, fine you, or bring criminal penalties. Yes, criminal penalties for saying I'm an independent real estate professional. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't agents 1099 independent contractors? Hey, don't get into the details here. Don't get into the weeds, Jason. <laughs> I just find this so ridiculous that the states keep putting out these things that it's like, oh, we gotta, we've got to make sure that the public knows who they're dealing with because they don't know that they're going, they, they think they're going to get broker services from an agent. As if that's like the most important thing that they should be concerned with. Seriously, like the bar to entry, maybe adjust that a little bit. Right. 
90 hours or 120 hours. That's all you got to do. Just go sit in there and then take a test. Oh, but that test is so hard. Please. Seriously. You want to talk about confusion? Minnesota. Is it, was it Minnesota? I can't remember if it was Minnesota. Oh, it was Michigan. Excuse me. Michigan just put into effect a law that said the brokerage name has to be 100% the same size as the agent or team name because that's not going to confuse the crap out of people who they're working with. I don't work. I can call this side. I don't know if I'm calling the Wells Realty Group or if I'm calling Keller Williams, but I'm going to hope, some, I'm going to hope someone picks up. I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I think Yuck. I don't care. That's the point. Like, leave it alone. Go. People are going to. It doesn't matter. It completely doesn't matter. But, you know, they want to protect the public because the public is not protected and they're confused with agents doing this stuff. So let's move on to something that's not confusing. <laughs> All right. Confused too. <laughs> it's time for sock game. And sock game. If you want to check out my socks, because they are pretty styling today, you can go to my Instagram, Instagram at Jason Wells ESQ, or use this hashtag, hashtag show us your socks. My socks today, chat, uh, Chris, check this out. I got a little flair of Arizona going on here with these babies. That's right. We got some Southwest love happening with them. Look at that. Jeez, I'd say. We, we, got, we got orange and blue and yellow. We've got all the Southwest kind of designs, you know, the, the like triangle uh, diamond kind of di designs they do. I'm representing Arizona today. That's right. If you want to vote for my socks, Jason Wells ESQ at, in, on Instagram. Right. All right. Well, I, mine, I, I honestly have to say, they're not that fancy. So I'll, uh, I'll show mine and you can uh, see what's going on there. Here they come. I can hardly wait. There's some Nike socks today, but I did leave my shoes on for this one. I, I like my new shoes, so. Anyway, I've already got 22 likes. I think I'm leading you by two at this point. Your, your, my likes. I have to say, though, you know, your, your shoes, you've, you've got some styling shoes going on there, my and friend. It, you know what, actually? Um, I, I need to, like, figure out this stop sharing my screen thing. Every time I do this, I have problems getting back out of sharing my screen. <laughs> All right. Well, check out our socks. As we do every week, we have the competition, the throwdown of the, the styling socks. Um, I think we want to mention last time when we had Angie on, the Star Wars socks versus the, the polka dots. Didn't You see that? The socks match my band. Is that what we Bam! He's matching the socks to this band. You should put that in the picture. Yeah, I was going to, but it just all looked weird, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, vote for me. Vote for Jason. NIE Law. Jason Wells ESQ. Chris at Kearney CHRNIE Law. Kearney Law. Right. Let's jump on in to our beautiful part of the program. Like he said, we are both excited to be talking today about the business to business relationships. And so this now is the fourth of our four part series that we've been doing. So far, we covered in the first episode, we covered how to find Facebook gold. In the second episode of this, we covered how do you how to generate $100,000 a year just from your database, that every agent can do that. And the third one was when we had our guest Angie Patton on and she talked about the awesome client events that they do. We talked a little about some that we do, but the power that there is in doing client events. So today we're gonna finish up our four part series. 
of building referral relationships on business to business partnerships. So Chris, tell me, what's the difference between a B2B and a B2C relationship in real estate? Well, for those who aren't familiar with just the acronym themselves, it's business to client relationships and business to business relationships. So the difference between business to client and business to business is who you're talking to in your audience. So the one of the biggest reasons that I like to talk about business to business relationships is because every single realtor or real estate agent, real estate, small brokerage, whatever, real estate team is a small business. I don't know, man. You're confusing me now. Maybe, maybe those maybe those states right. are right. Let's try to let's try to <laughs> simplify this a little bit. What it means, though, is that we're we're entrepreneurs in a way, and so we speak the same language as some of these other small businesses. Meaning, like the guy next door, who is what are they? They are they repair phone. They're mobile things. Mobile yeah, they're phone screens matters. and things like that. Little shout out there to mobile matters. Yeah. So. The next door to that is we have our the neighbor on the other side of, of our business is a small business of engineers and they run a, a small shop, but we all speak the same language. We all have the same type of struggles every single day and we're out there. We've, we've all got our own little marketing things out there and we know how hard it is to get a client. And so what happens from that is uh, there's, there's such a different conversation that you can have with a business to business relationship or a B2B than you can with a B2C. In B2C, you're looking at value and you're trying to help them see your value and to pull clients in. You're offering something. And, but in a B2B, what you're offering is a relationship and a partnership. So that's the real difference between the two is one is you're trying to pull in some clients with value. One, you're trying to build a partnership with relationships and with mutual value through referral relationships. Does yeah, that you know, simplify it a little bit. I think so because you know when you're in the the B to C, the B, business to client, it's like one and done. One, right. it's always one. You're gathering. You're you're trying to collect another. That's a good point. Over and over, but in the business to business, because you're forming a partnership, you're really looking for a way to tap in to that business's group of customers and then to be able to tap into your group of customers and find a way as a partnership, you're able to provide value to your clientele on both sides. And then it's like you're getting the, the referral and, the, and the, the, the subtle, hey, you should use these guys' uh, recommendation. Perfect. I like it. Yeah. So what are the ahead. benefits that, that we've seen in, in trying to create some of these business to business relationships inside of our own business? Well, some of the some of the issues that we've had was that the question? What are some of the benefits that we've had with it? Oh, so yeah. we can talk about why people struggle with it, and we'll we'll talk about that after. But what are some of the business to business relationships that we try to facilitate on our team with our realtors? Well, first and foremost, we try to facilitate some with our vendors, right? Have a, a real partner relationship with title companies, with mortgage lenders, home inspectors, those, and, and not just a hey, what can you give me? But we're always looking for ways that we're also able to help them build their business. That's just, and that's just. That's kind of the most basic. We then stepped outside of that and we've gone to things like our landscapers. And one of the things we've done is we put together a program with our landscapers. We put a program together with a stager. We've got a program that we're working on getting out and meeting like the different um, the different homes that have independent living or assisted living. Uh, working with people who direct do direct sales, working with attorneys, uh, working with people who do remodeling. 
anything that's going to put us in the path of uh, somebody who might be entering the buyer sales cycle for some reason, we want to create a partnership with them. And that is already beginning to produce lots of relationships. We have two agents on the team, Sherry and Julie, and a little shout out to Sherry and Julie. They've been working a lot with the, the, the transitions program that we have, which is working mm -hmm. with independent living or assisted living facilities. And they just really, we've been putting the program together. They've started rolling it out. They've already received two referrals from the same place. I mean, that's, you're getting two pieces of business instead of just hoping to get one piece of business and there's more to come. That's some of the real power that begins to happen from working on a business to business relationship. So what we find though, is that when we're talking to our, our the agents on our team or we're talking to other real estate agents when we're teaching classes, there's, there's a problem here. And I think it's approach. Um, they have a problem in, in coming up with a reason to contact or tell these people. So what do, you, what do you see as the typical approach that they take? The typical approach, and you see this when we go and we've, we've met with, as we're meeting with, say, an attorney. We're not the first people to think of working with an attorney, but they go into the attorney and the, the attorney is really super reluctant to meet with them or the director at one of these you know, independent living facilities is, is reluctant to meet with them because all that ever happens is they come in and say, hey, guess what? I sell real estate. Know anybody who needs some help with that? And that's like the whole value that they bring. They might bring them a little pamphlet and be like, okay, here's a little flyer about what I do. I sell real estate and that's it. And, and for most agents that engage in this endeavor, that's all they're looking for. They're only able to talk about what they do. They don't have a why for what they're doing. They don't have a strategy that brings value to their partner that is going to be able to help the partner build their business and give the partner a reason to refer them besides just, hey, well, there's someone who can sell some real estate. And that is a continual problem that you see throughout the industry with anybody when they approach someone for B2B. I think it's one of the reasons they have such trouble with networking because they go to networking and they're just like, someone, do you have someone? Do you have someone? Well, we, we can flip it for agents because most agents or teams that have been out there um, that, that produce any kind of business, they will, they'll start getting calls from lenders, right? Or title company, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like their, their marketing directors. What happened, you'll get on this list at some point where you've closed, you know, a certain amount and you finally hit that, whether it's a new agent that finally hits that threshold of business or, you know, one that you've always been doing as a team where you've, you've got that constant business that you're doing in closings. Well, that's attractive, right? because now there's a lot of business coming from that person. And so you start getting calls. You get a call from the lender, you get a call from the business director at the, the title company or the home warranty person. And what happens is they say, can I take you to lunch and just learn more about your business, right? And so the real estate agent says, great, yeah. And what happens is in that meeting, the lender will say, all I need is just one and I'll do a really great job for you. Just send me one person that needs to buy a house whether it's your problem or whatever, and then they wait. That, that lender will wait till you send them something. And they'll say, yeah, I'll help you pay for Zillow, or they'll, they'll partner some way, or they'll say, I'll do this for you, or I'll, I close the loan, or any of this stuff. But so does the next one who calls the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day. And then what they do is they just leave it. But they all approach in that same way of, well, what do you need? Well, honestly, what the real estate agent needs is more business, not just someone who will close the loan. 
while that's a, an intricate part of what that is, they need to bring value and they need to bring something to the relationship. So I've thought about just saying, well, how about this? Instead of me giving you the first, first problem child, why don't you give me one of your problem child? And I'll show you what my team can do. And that's the problem is that as a, a real estate agent, when you start getting those calls, you know how you feel. It's one-sided. It feels one-sided. And so if you, as a real estate agent, think that you're just going to go out there and say, I'm going to do a really good job and take care of your client, you're missing a vital part of that. You should do a good job. You should do that. That's your job. That's your job. Exactly. Right. That is your job. What else? What else? What a value are you bringing to that person? And how are you going to help them build their business? And that's the things that you need to come in with and not just say, just send me someone and I'll show you how well I take care of them. That's, that can't be the conversation. And that's, and that's what the majority of the conversations is. And that, that's really what the problem is because there, there isn't an, addi an additional value that they're, they're offering. So as an agent, you need to be thinking about this when you are going to go and partner with, like I said, the first ones that you do are these lenders and title companies, not just what are you going to give me to help me build my business, which is great that they're willing to come in if you're new and find some ways to help you build build your business, get things started. But really you need to be looking at what value you can bring to them in the partnership. Otherwise you're what I refer to as a realtor vampire and you're just going to latch on and, and continue to suck out right. until that one's dry. And they're like, I'm not giving you anything more and you're gonna move on to the next one. So Chris, uh, talk about um, our landscaper. You came up with a great plan for a way to go for a business to business relationship with the landscaper that we use. So this is the point, and I think it's, it's the way to solve the problem is you've got to be strategic, right? You've got to think about what you're doing and, and come up with a strategic plan of how you can build their business to, to justify the fact that um, they're going to be creating business for you. And so with this one, we had a, something that we thought would be beneficial for a landscaper and, and also benefit our clients at the same time. So um, I knew of... I knew of a landscaper that was kind of just starting out. He'd, he'd had his business for about two years. He has one truck and a crew. And I, I knew of him. Um, we had a relationship that was just kind of casual as far as, um, anyway, we lived in the same neighborhood. And I saw his truck and things like that. And so what I did was I called him and I said, hey, let me just run something by you. What if we had your crew go out into the front yard of every one of our listings for our team and do a curb appeal kind of makeover the day before we had pictures scheduled for that that client and he was like well, yeah i could do that and i said what would that look like for your business and is that something that you could handle like what if we set it up for mondays or something like that and he was like yeah let's let's talk so we got together and we discussed it a little bit more and, and then we kind of developed a, a bit more of a strategy well what if we were able to market for you and we went out and we marketed just that curb appeal and we marketed the price of whatever. And we marketed it as, you know, thinking about selling your house, get a curb appeal makeover before you list or something like that. But we didn't even talk about the, the agent side of it. We just said, let's, let's push it out to him. And then he can then go out to those places, give them an estimate and then refer them back to our team. And then we have, we've created kind of this cheerleader for us out in the market. He would love to go out and do all these curb appeal makeovers and keep his crew busy. The thing that he said to me was at, right after I kind of proposed it, he said, I'm going to have to get another truck. 
and that was that was the thing that at that point I knew that we had a relationship that we could we could count on and now we've got something that we can build on and he saw the vision of what we were trying to accomplish and it it then becomes something where he's like well let me charge you less for this stuff and let me do this and and it became something that was beneficial for us because I want to I want to do that for our clients and for our agents on our team and now we can pay less than what we would just on the normal market yeah and it becomes a true partnership so by bringing something of actual value to him now that this is somebody that's in real estate well a tangential to real estate excuse me and doing right. the landscaping something that we could see we'd, we'd have a benefit from for our clients but we could also find a way to benefit him so it was a strategic relationship and that's the biggest thing is the agents don't think that there's this ability to be strategic with with anybody except lender and title because that's what everybody uses but but in being strategic with this landscaper the idea is that Hey, he gets out in front of people sometimes who are thinking about listing that haven't talked to an agent yet. Well, and they're like, I need you. to get my get my my yard cleaned up. Or he's already working for them. They say, Hey, we're going to be getting ready to sell, so we need you to do these certain things. What would you recommend we do? And then he can be asking as our you know our cheerleader, Well, if you don't have an agent, I know exactly who you need to be talking to. Right. And so we even went out and we you know we started creating the marketing for it, and we're able to show this and he's able to hand this out and also talk about how we actually pay for this for our clients if they're thinking about selling and that's a benefit for us we're able to have him distribute for us and it becomes a partnership because obviously he's pretty excited about the whole program because he's making money for his business and his business is growing from all of this that's exactly right and we've done the same thing with stagers that we've we've partnered with now agents working with stagers isn't something new i, mm -hmm. I get that it, it though is just an added thing that we do that was similar to this, that we have them go out, we offer a staging for them, they're able to get some consultations and anything that they have coming in beforehand, they may be referring back to us. We've also done it with people who do remodeling. We have an agent up in, in Salt Lake who has a, a relationship, it's actually her husband, so it's a pretty good relationship, but she started finding that people were coming in to have some remodeling work done on their kitchen and on their um, their, their, their different counters. They do a different uh, like counter replacements and some con contracting before talking to an agent. And so she's been able to get out in front of people that way by having that relationship before people are actually even talking to a realtors through that referral partnership that they have. It makes a big difference when you come with a plan and that you're strategic about the partnership with the value that you're trying to bring. Um, I, I can't even tell you the relationship that we were able to create in that way. It's just about follow-up. It's about having something of value that you're bringing. Um, this guy doesn't have any clue really as far as, well, I say that. He didn't have any idea of how big we wanted to make it. And then when we kind of are laying it out for him and we show him that we can do some of the marketing, we just take the skills that we have somewhere else and we use that. He had a website and some things like that, but he didn't really do a lot of advertising. It was mostly word of mouth, and this helps him to do some things. Although we only pay for the front yard, for the staging thing, or I mean the curb appeal, he also can then go, go forward and make a lot more money by just giving them estimates for things in the backyard. And yeah, add-on services that he's able to do. It's turned into a great opportunity for him and for his team. Um, he's doing two or three a week, um, and it's, it's just a great thing for him. 
Absolutely. And so I, I think a key thing in here, I mean, we talk about value and the thing to remember is that value when you're partnering with someone, value is not saying, hey, I do the same, the same thing that everyone else does. Because again, I'm sure realtors before have talked to the landscapers, maybe even him and said, hey, you ever talk to somebody who wants to sell? Here's my card. There, there's no value there. You're, you're completely asking for everything to come to you. What value is in a business partnership? It's helping them solve their problems. It's helping them find additional business. It's helping bring them business. It's supporting their special events or <laughs> their marketing efforts that they have. It's being a partner with them in their business without any expectation necessarily that something's gonna come back. You're giving value to them. You're being there with them. You're helping them knowing that it will just reciprocate over time. The, the great thing about these relationships is they're looking to build their business. And you know that that's one of the biggest problems that, that they need help solving. And so when you're going to a small business like this and you ask them about their business, you get to know them a little bit better. You understand their motivation, what they're trying to accomplish in their business. That gives you the, the ability to then step back and say, how do I do this? How do I build something here that's going to be valuable for them? You don't have to have all the answers, but just getting that first meeting with them and saying, what are your biggest challenges? Those kind of questions, instead of saying, hey, I'm a realtor, I'd love to get referrals from you. I'm really great at what I do. It's a, it's a big deal, but the follow-up is essential. You can't just stop at that first meeting because that's where so many people fail. It's where we fail with our databases. It's where we fail here too. Hey, when we first started doing our business to business relationships and had agents going out and wanting to do it, this was a big place where we failed because we were going out, doing chamber meetings, doing networking events, meeting all these people, and then nothing else was happening. We, there wasn't an actual follow-up plan. I mean, you got to talk to those people and then have a plan where you're going to follow up with them, not just the next networking meeting, nope. but it, you now take it upon yourself during that next week because you found out, hey, what's your biggest challenge? What are you working on? What are you struggling with? To bring someone together and connect them or find some way to fix their problem or to find even if it's just an article that you found Googling and saying, hey, have you checked this out? Approaching them. We, we've even recommended uh, sometimes our agents do uh, just a pop-by. They pop by with just a little bit of candy or uh, some kind of little tr cheap treat. Just stop by, hey, I was thinking about you in the neighborhood. Well, how's it going? I just thought I'd see your business because now they're there if they can physically see the business. Things like that. If you're not following up, you're not building a relationship. And again, this is about building referral relationships. You can't build a referral relationship if you're not following up, if you're not staying plugged in, if you're not giving your actual time and attention to that partner. So the, the quick plan for anybody that wants to start doing this is, is as follows. Make a list of those people who you feel you have the biggest, the, the greatest ability to build someone's business. So look at all the, the different sources of business that come from your specific area of expertise. If you're a realtor, then look at the pieces of business around, you know, when you're, when you're going to be having a client buy a house or sell a house. What are those pieces that you need the most to be able to refer people? Because your biggest source of, of value is going to be referring people to them. So create a list of, of vendors that you need in each transaction and then start there if you don't have anything, anything created yet in your business. And your goal needs to be contacting them and actually going out and, and meeting with them face-to-face, -face. whether it's for coffee in the morning or whether it's for lunch, that's your goal. Have a face-to-face -face meeting. At, during that meeting, what you wanna do is you want to find out about their biggest challenges in their business 
And then you want to, with the, the end result being that you want to give yourself one piece of homework from that meeting. That's your follow-up piece. And that needs to be completed within the week. That's your goal. That's, that's where you start and everything else will build from there. Then when you decide, okay, well, now I want to go after some people that maybe I don't refer a lot to, maybe once every six months or something like that. And then you're going to be going after things like, I want to work with probate attorneys or I want to, you, you figure out where your interest lies and then you start having meetings with them. But it always starts with that one face-to-face -face meeting. It doesn't need to be long with one piece of homework that you're taking away from that meeting. That's how you start building this, this successful business to business relationships. And that is absolute gold, Chris. You'll be able to find those steps in the show notes. So check the show notes if you're, if you're interested, want to see, okay, what are the steps I got to go through to make this happen? You'll find those in the show notes. Chris, business to business relationships is really where it's at in terms of building a business, not business to consumer, because those business to business relationships will provide the business to consumer relationship that you're looking for. And they provide them in greater quantity over and over and over rather than always having a cold call, always having to go door knock. They're business to business. Hope folks see this is why we love business to business relationships so much. It's such a, an easy, warm place where you can go in. If you just say, let's say I need a, a financial planner or something like that, or I need an accountant, and you just go out to your SOI, your sphere, your Facebook friends, and you just put out there, hey, I'm looking for referrals for a great CPA. Anybody got them? Think of the warm introductions because you're not asking for business. All you're doing is you're saying, I need, I need referrals to this, the best CPA you know. And then you're, you'll get a whole list of people if you need one. You're right there, and then you just message out to them and ask them, say, this person referred you. They said you're great. You've got a great warm introduction. I'd love to meet you. Boom. You've got your appointment. It's, it's such an easy way to go out there and, and get appointments, get introductions, get warm introductions. Um, it's, it's a no-brainer that this is a huge pillar of your business to build your, your database. Excellent. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to give a big thanks out to our sponsor, the Press Play Realty Network, who is now partnering with agents all across the Western United States, especially if you're in Vegas out there listening, hit us up. And Phoenix, we are looking heavily here in Phoenix as well. Go to pressplayrealty.com slash join. You can check out our reality web series that we have, giving an unfiltered behind the scenes look at our ever expanding real estate expansion teams across the country. You can find this by looking for Press Play Reality on YouTube and Facebook. Now remember all of our hashtags, Stop Living on Pause podcasts are simulcast on both YouTube and Facebook Live at the time of our recording. So don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, like our page on Facebook, give us a thumbs up, like us, share us, so that you can also be invited anytime we go live and you can join in on these conversations. We greatly appreciate your time. We greatly appreciate your attention. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or any of your favorite podcast listening apps. And remember, we want to connect with you beyond the podcast. You can find me at Jason Wells ESQ on any social media network. Or you can find me at CHRNIE Law. And <clears throat> just so you know, I'm at 38 likes on my Southwest whoa, 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 whoa. socks. Just uh, as a closing shot uh, there. 38 shot, likes uh, already. That's like a new record for me in this amount of time. You're up. You're up eight. Yep. Hear that? Your okay. hashtags are killing it. All right, but everybody, until next time, 
Stop living on pause.